yeah, it's 6 o'clock. It's time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Joke Workshop here at Mutiny Radio. Super excited. Got a bunch of dudes in the room as per the huge. Uh, they all have masks on, which is great. We're all being super safe. And there's no more than 10 people that are allowed inside, so don't fucking freak out. With, oh, I'm like, what are all these comics doing in a room spitting on the mic? We've got masks. We've got mic. If you up at the front, we've got little plastic bags to put over the mic, unless you brought your own mic condom, or unless you're like a Matthew Quirk and you brought your own microphone. Or if you're like Brady and you brought your own mic condom. That's so sweet. Uh, but otherwise, we've got these super crinkly bags. And... Um, I bought them with real money, though, okay? So, like, you can't buy plastic with food stamps. So, real money went into those bags because of caring about you. Uh, there's also, like, hand sanitizer up there. Whatever you got to do to feel safe is fine with me. So, also, be, like, let's all be safe with our words and stuff, too, with each other. Yay. Whatever. Um, there's a mic back here, and that's the comment mic. If you have any comments on people's sets, please. That's what we're here for. Take notes. I take notes. Um, be as specific as possible. But if you don't have anything bad to say, say something fucking nice. Like, that was rad. And, you know, try to say why it was rad. But whatever. People like compliments, and that makes them not kill themselves tonight. All right. Uh, I'm really excited that we're all here, and we're going to be real. It'll be a real awesome night together at Joke Workshop. Your first comedian, what a stellar star he is in the firmament right now in Oakland Comedy. He's every weekend at the Comedy Edge down in Oakland. You guys can look that up on the Eventbrite's and get your tickets because they sell out. Socially distanced comedy, a lot of fun out there. Put your hands together for Tito Gonzalez. Yeah, keep it going for Pam Fancherman, guys. Fuck it. Uh, I'm super excited, man. I just got my driver's license back. Yeah, after, <laughs> it's been five years, I got a DUI five years ago. The D, I guess, I don't know, Alameda County just like, you're having too much fun, man. So they, <laughs> they had to take it. And I finally got it back, and uh, I'm super excited. I have a breathalyzer in my car. It's like, dude, it's, it's so fucked up. Every time I blow into it, I'm just like, oh, where did I go wrong, you know? And the worst part, it's like, it's not even my car. That's on the, <laughs> it's my mom's car. <laughs> <laughs> so even when my mom has to go to work, she has to blow in it too. <laughs> She's like, this all started with you, mom. <laughs> you failed. I failed you. You failed. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. It blows. It has to, I have to blow in it as I'm driving. It's fucking, it's so dangerous. I'm like, drinking and driving was safer than that. Way safer, dude. <laughs> It's fucking terrible, and it's the family car, like I said. So now my sister's 16. She's getting her permit. She has to blow in it, too. <laughs> We're a fucking unit. <laughs> when one of us goes down, we all go down. Fuck it. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's funny because they can't wrap their heads around it. They're like, so we, why do we got to blow on it? And my mom's like, because your brother's stupid. <laughs> the... But the DUI experience itself actually wasn't bad. I had fun. <laughs> like the cops pulled me over. Cause look, here's the thing: is I was also on ecstasy. <laughs> and the cops pulled me over, and they're like, "Dude, you're pretty nice." I was like, "I know, officer. I love you guys." 
<laughs> and I was like coming back from a rave, and that's why I didn't stop. Because <laughs> I saw those red and blue lights. I was like, yo, the rave is following me. <laughs> like the back of a cop car was never so comfortable, you know? I did, uh, I lost my job due to COVID. I'm doing the panoramic, that's that's what I call it. <laughs> and I was working as a mechanic, and uh, and then my friend was like, so what if it's COVID? Would a car stop fixing themselves? I was like, okay, fine, I got fired. <laughs> and so, you know, so I had to find a job, so I called, you know, I called my cousin. And I was like, hey, fool, I'll do it now. So now I'm working construction. That's <laughs> where I pulled off. <laughs> Pulled off the dusty Jesus necklace. No, nah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've done like at this point I've done like all like uh, what I've worked in the kitchen. I've been a mechanic and now I'm I'm in construction and I just feel like I'm I'm working all the trades and trades are good if you grew up without a dad, <laughs> but you still want older men to yell at you. <laughs> like, Pour the concrete right. <laughs> it's fun. I like it. I like it. I wonder what like what I would transform to if I just keep doing all these let Latino trades. <laughs> but um, I didn't I didn't have a real dad. I had a stepdad, which uh, which was cool. He went he ended up going to prison. That wasn't cool. <laughs> but uh, he got out recently, and uh, when he got out, we like reconnected, and like we went to a bar, and he's like, hey, so I wasn't there for you, and then he gave me a, a bag of blow. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> um, hey, that's been my time. I've been Tito Gonzalez. Thank you, guys. Tito Gonzalez. What a funny and amazing set. Yay. Gosh, uh, I have so many things I wrote down that I like really, really liked. Um, the whole thing about the, the car, it's not my car. I just slow yeah. down a little bit because it's so funny. Like, everything through there, I was like, ah, that's so funny. Also, I've had, I've had a DUI, so I was totally relating to everything you were saying. Uh -huh. um, I felt like when you kept talking about everybody blowing, everybody blowing, you yeah. never made an overt blowjob joke. I felt like right. there's like a dick joke in there. There's definitely, I just, yeah. Maybe it's too easy. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. We've got pointing. <laughs> um, oh my God, the rave following you. I have like a smiley face. What a great, like, yeah. it just, it was, that's just okay. so funny. And the, the only thing I could think to add to anything would be like, you're the super Latino. Like, what are the other, what are the other jobs that are, that are specifically like? Are you gonna start being a nanny, or are you gonna like? What are the other traditionally? I guess there has to be right. Like, like two make sense, and I have to come up with one that's completely left field. Right. Yes. So I don't know what that third one would be. It's like it gotta be this, this, and then wham. I don't know what that. Well, but I think it's even farther than the joke because I think the joke that you've made so far totally works. Where yeah. you talk about your three things and you don't mention it for a while that hey, these are Latino jobs, and then I'd kick on another tag on there. Yeah. With like a next, it's gonna be I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be I've uh, whatever the other job yeah. tropes are, but I yeah. put nanny in there for sure. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, those are my comments. Uh, Hunter. Yeah, what's up to you? That was really funny. The only comment I have is uh, when you're talking about your sister, she's like 16, she's yeah. working on a permit. Yeah, yeah. I'd love for you to talk about how when she's going on a driver's license test, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you see the person come in, it's like, why the fuck is there a breathalyzer in the car already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So as far as the jo- is this coming through? Yeah. So as far as the jobs thing, I would either go like cook or chef or maybe sushi sushi chef. Sushi like chef? something that it turns out Mexicans do that everyone knows they do, but no one admits that they do. Oh. You know, but, uh, 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 for the jobs thing. Okay. And uh, for the 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 blowing while driving, I was thinking like, how many times have you given a male friend a co- male coworker a ride? And it's like I had all these times to practice blowing while driving, <laughs> wasted, you know, like I missed all these opportunities to practice blowing while driving. Okay, yo, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, overall, like, that, that was like super, super funny, but uh, uh, just an idea I thought, like when you were talking about how I, you were on ecstasy too, yeah. you were just like, thank God there's no like ecstasy test that the police do, and then maybe you could build a bit out of like, they didn't, they like, like tropes like, about. What would the ecstasy test yeah, what would be the ecstasy test like? Be like? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Blow, a glow stick. They yeah, yeah, yeah. They wave a glow stick and like try not to dance. Right. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. 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 They blow. They blow bubbles. They blow bubbles at you, and you're not supposed to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like you're like, what are? Why are you blowing bubbles at me? And you're like, oh, that's funny. That's good. All right. Everybody, clap your hands together. That was rad. Tito Gonzalez, yay! That's how the joke workshop works. Sweet, your next comedian. He was just giving great comments. You're going to love him up right now. He's got his own microphone because he's all safe and shit. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm a pretty good roller skater. And uh, we have a saying. You know, I bring my own mic here. We have a saying in roller skating. It's uh, safety third. (laughs) Safety third. Uh, So... And I forget what I was going to all open with. Motherfucker. So, uh, so Jeffrey Tubin, right, got caught uh, playing with himself on a, a Zoom call at work because he was pantsless. And, you know, they want to fire him for being pantsless in a Zoom call. But I think that's too harsh. I mean, who here hasn't been pantsless during a... I think he's really just ahead of his time. Pretty soon that'll be part of, like proper decor that you are pantsless during a zoom call uh anyway how else is he supposed to let everyone at work know that he has a penis <laughs> right uh so uh trump is saying that uh his new strategy uh is to just let covid run his run its course uh First strongman president to have the I give up strategy. The I quit. Uh, I think it's pretty disingenuous that uh, a science denier, because you know part of being a science denier, like a climate change denier, is also being a denier of evolution. And it's pretty disingenuous of him to then go uh, full Darwinism on the COVID response. I think that's pretty too smart. I'll wait for the comments for that one. Uh, so anyway, guys, uh, I got to uh, haul a load of bricks to the dump. Anybody here need a load of bricks? Anybody? Anybody? Maybe you need a background for your Zoom calls, for your Zoom mics. I'm about to have a load of bricks. Uh, anyway, speaking of Zoom calls, I did a Zoom call the other day, uh, Zoom mic, 
and uh, fucking sucks, man. I don't know if anyone does those things, but they fucking suck. Uh, this here is an open mic, right? And at the lake, we do an open mic. Can we call all those Zoom mics closed mics from now on for, for, for clarity? Uh, Trump says if he loses the election, he's going to leave the United States. Who's Don't eat into my time like that. Who's going to break it to him that because of his COVID responses, we're not allowed to go anywhere? <laughs> Who's got that job? Uh, anyway, Mike Pence's staff has been tested. Uh, many of his staff members have been tested positive for COVID. Uh, you pretty much suck at your job uh, if you're in charge of the COVID response team and your boss and all your workers get COVID. I think that's an epic failure, no? Uh, anyway, uh, magically, I guess, or maybe this is proof that there is a God, <laughs> Mike Pence doesn't have COVID. Everyone else around him has COVID. The only solid answer I can give you is that he's not allowed to be alone in a room with a virus without mother. <laughs> I think that's the only, the only explanation. All right, I'll give the rest of my time to comments or whatever. I don't know what else to say. Matthew Quirk, everybody. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, right. Thank you. Yay. Dogs barking, comedy. Yeah, hash. right. Come Things back and crazy. give me comments, motherfucker. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Yeah. I don't have a lot of comments because I've, I've heard your stuff and I love it. Um, the full Darwin thing I think is really funny. I feel like you could go. I know your jokes are more like one-liners. You're very set-up punchy. You don't, like, go into stories. But I feel like there's so there's so much you can do with, like, the old Darwin thing about the people who, you know, died stupidly from Darwin. But also Darwinism, survival of the fittest. But also how we evolve as a people and adapt and blah, 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 and tortoises and whatever. I mean, it it's just a punchy. Oh, I could lecture these youngins, uh, but, like, I try to... Steer away from that. Okay, yeah, thanks. Well, okay, no, I mean, yeah, no, I guess I, maybe maybe that's the thing too is that the joke's too smart. Like you, yeah. you don't want to explain things because everyone should already have that knowledge. But I don't know. Maybe it just depends on your audience. Um, and then uh, that we can't go anywhere with Trump thing. I love that. I think that's so funny. It's great. It's just a great joke. But everything everything you've done, all your political stuff, I admire it. Yeah, I have like an overall like feedback just to be like I've seen your comedy like so many times and like it's always really smart. It's always topical. You write so much like all the time. And like I think I have like I have just like a, a fantasy, which is like like you're so condescending. Um, <laughs> you're so That's condes my lane. I found my voice. No, 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 no. This is not a, a criticism of your condescension. What I'm saying is like you're so condescending. But, like, you never take it to 11 where you're just, like, you fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Sure. And I feel like if it would, like, like that's a place where you could go with every single one of your jokes where the punchline would be all the more whatever. Which is if you, like, actually, like, if you said something that no one got and then you were, like, oh, my God, you fucking morons and then took them to school and were just, like, you guys don't know anything. You know what I mean? Like, like if you if you if you stopped being if you stopped ending at condescension it's like calm mature condescension and like i just want to see you off the rails like once or twice a set and i think that would be really fun okay it's it's you make a you make a really good point that maybe you need a catchphrase that's like 
<laughs> you stupid morons that you pull out. What's up, snowflakes? Is so far my catchphrase. Right. Well, then, then start using it. Like, like, listen up, snowflakes, or whatever you just said. That whatever it is, I'd continue using it, and then use that idea of if they don't get it, that let me take you to school. Like, I'm sorry, Professor Quirks in the house, dummies, and. Like, like, you're afraid of being the full douchebag that you are, but you're depriving us of that full douchebag. You know, like, we like we want it. Go full douche! <laughs> we believe in you. <laughs> we want to hate you more. Full douche. Splash. Okay. Right, clap it up wildly, everybody. Matthew Quirk! Yay! Yay! All right. That's how the joke workshop works. Your next comedian, uh, what a joy and a treasure he is. A gem in the crown of comedy. He just joined us, and I love him so much. Put your hands together for Brady. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Well, my name is Brady. As you all know, it's kind of like Cher. It's amazing. Um, I only need one name. It wasn't always that way, though. You know, I had to share it in the 70s with another Brady, the Brady Bunch. And kids were so nice to me. They were like, what happened on the Brady Bunch today, Brady? <laughs> what happened on the Brady Bunch today? And after a while, I said, well, you know, I can't tell you, but um, I think I can sing it for you. Here's the story of a fag named Brady who was looking for some cock on scruff. They sent dick pics to each other, the hottest ones with cuffs. Here's the story when the fag scruff Brady, he was out there fucking four boys on his own. They were four men fucking all together and sucking on a bone. Till the one day when the Brady met this faggot and they knew that it was much more than a hunch that this group must somehow form an orgy and that's the way they all came in Brady's bum in Brady's bum ba -dum -ba, in Brady's bum ba -dum. that's the way they all came in Brady's bum ba -dum -ba -bum. <laughs> thank you uh, you know there's a lot of division going on in the world today and you know I vision different kind of lives for myself like uh, what if I'd been in marketing you know what can I do could I come up with some product that could help us all and I realized yes I can and it's it's a line of fragrances for the American condition it's called the American collection the first fragrance is called white woman <laughs> and you always have to say it that way it's white woman and it's scented with magnolia, vanilla, and delusions of grandeur. <laughs> there are pictures of her in front of the line at Starbucks, talking intensely to the manager at Costco, and making a phone call in Central Park. There's the other one, it's called, it's for the men, it's called Entitled. And its tagline is, it's how you feel. 
It's got a scent of musk, gunpowder, and white supremacy. And the box has, you know, got a Confederate flag, some AK-47, and a Trump mustache, or Trump, and a Trump wig. And the last one is called Unwashed. It's for the rest of us. Ah. It has a pine foot set, uh, pine wood box scent with a mix of tears and shattered dreams. The box will be made from, re, uh, what is it, reclaimed denim from gen, uh, from oh, immigrant internment prisoners and homeless people. And at one point, I just got to tell y'all, uh, if actually, I think that's all I have right now is a tight three. Those are the one I want to work on. Um, I love the new slow, sexy Brady that you just brought out tonight that I haven't seen before, the quiet, sexy Brady. I only um, caution you to make sure that you slow down enough and that ah. your cadence and your diction is clear enough that we can hear everything you're saying. Okay. So just be aware of your microphone usage. But I really like this sort of quiet, sexy Brady. And um, before you do your song, I think that it's really great to do that Jan uh, Marsha Cindy joke okay. just because that whole thing with the punchline of why not boys and then you go into the uh, faggot song got it. and then that like works because it's sort of like an intro right into it got so it. I wrote this song they all thought I was a girl so I wrote this song so, but those are the only comments I have it's, I think your writing is really great right now yeah plus one on the um like the delivery it was on point like for the for like the the Brady bit and then also the the white woman piece like the like more like low-key um delivery on that was really good the only thing i was thinking was like is it kind of like like when you're at the part where you're like oh i'm having sex with four men like is there a way you could be like i slept with a brady bunch oh. like maybe yeah. not in the song but like somewhere in the bit like yeah okay i like that thank you yeah i just got the comment to come up with a catchphrase and that is like your catch song that like you already have like you, oh, wow. you should i don't know whether to tell you to put that in the middle of all your sets and then ride the high of it for the rest of it <laughs> or make it your lifetime closer bit that uh because i mean as a close you'll get a clap break every time i have yet to see you break. i have yet to see you not make even comics start clapping along at the end <laughs> like and we're the dead most deadpan uh, like even at the lake everything people start clapping along so it's like a real audience will jump into that. You could probably even steal their song without infringing copyright because it's satire. Yeah, it's and satire, all that. so I yeah. can totally record it. Yeah. But I mean, wow. make it your intro music and everything. Wow, thank you so much. I think my intro music would be Sunshine Day, though. Okay. <laughs> Killer, everybody clap it up, Brady! <laughs> That's how the joke works out, works. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, what a joy and a wonderment he is. He saved my life, and he's also a very funny man. Everybody, it's Hunter Uniac. I brought my own sandwich bag. It's bigger. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It was my wallet 30 minutes ago. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to bring any money to the music. So I just brought a fucking change. We're at a, change. We're at a quarter shortage. So I was like, fuck it. This looks dignified. It did not. But still, nobody was judging me at the liquor store when I was buying vodka. <laughs> I've been working construction uh, recently. Like, I love working construction. I used to work food service for a while. And what I love about construction is that nowhere in my job title does it require me to give you your house with a fucking smile. Like, it's great, dude. There's no HR in construction. 
You know, like somebody can walk up to the the, the general contractor and be like, your worker beat me. And it was like, but did he put a roof over your head? Yeah, that sounds exactly like a fuck. I'm, dude, I'm defending my father right now. Holy shit. It was my father who said it too. Pam was abused as a child too. She knows. It's crazy though, guys. It is. I don't have things to say. Oh, um, I need to stop having friends crash over my place and I like, sleep on my couch. Because, like, I don't get a jerk off anymore. Like, I don't get a jerk off in the sanctity of my own house. You know, with the um, graciousness of my neighbor's Wi-Fi. You know? I don't know. There's something there. I forgot it already. It's all right. What else do I want to talk about? Dude, I ran into, like, three of my coworkers earlier today. Like, that fucking sucks. Like, I was wearing a mask and they still recognized me. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I thought. I don't know how the fuck it happened. I'm off topic right now. I'm just bitching. It fucking sucked, dude. They all remember my name, and I knew their names, but I didn't want to give them the graciousness to, to pretend I knew theirs. Like, you know, like, you've, we've all had that, you know, moment in our heads where it's like, oh, uh, I'm forgetting your fucking name. But do you ever have that moment where it's like, I know your name, but I don't want to let you know I know it? <laughs> that's, how, that's how I am at all. <laughs> well, fuck you, then. <laughs> fuck you. Sorry, I'm blanking on your name right now. <laughs> no. Dude, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you just That was the best way to say I'm an asshole on stage right now. Just, I've had women say no before, but never in that way. <laughs> what the fuck? And that one hurt the most. I don't know. I don't know. I'm off topic right now, though. It's crazy. It is. I actually ran to one of them right outside of um, Mutiny Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like where I stop. Like, this, like I, you ever like, like I ran to this person. I got excited at first. You know, I ran up to them and I left Quirk, Pam, Tito all here. Um, and then I walked up to him and like, and that moment you walk to somebody, you realize like, oh wait, I don't want to fucking talk to you. No, I'm just gonna be keeping being an asshole. Fuck you guys. It's all right though. It sucked, dude. He had a nice car though. That's why I said hi to him. Yeah. What's his name? I don't know either. David, you just thought any fat Mexican was David Dominguez, Pam? It was a Tongan lesbian woman, all right? What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> Thank you. I, um, well, I wrote a racist rant. It's not really racist, but it seemed, you know what? I'm not going to dig myself in a hole anymore. That's my time, people. <laughs> Come on, you riffed the whole time. You gotta do All the right. thing you wrote. Come on. You're the only white blonde woman in this room. You should not be chanting that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Sierra. Yeah, now I remember your name after you start chanting racist rants. <laughs> fucking shit. Okay. Um, it's really hard being white. Like, it really is. You know how hard minorities make at stepping stools? Yeah, see, I, you're the one chanting it. You don't get to fucking double down and doubt me. That's really the only thing I remember. Oh, it's also like, I'm, when I say white, I don't mean like Caucasian skin. It's white is a mentality, all right? It's a mentality. You know, the mentality of a white person is when somebody offers you the last pe uh, bagel bite when you're watching a movie, you go, oh, no, I'm vegan, when you've already had 35 of them. See how much fun we were having when I wasn't saying my material? All right, that's my time. Hail Satan. Have a good night. Yay, Hunter Uniac. Well, you have to stay up there. Hunter... I thought you were half Filipino. I am, I but know, don't tell anybody. That's why that was so funny. Okay, so um, 
I love you, and your ranting was hilarious, and your riffing was awesome, and I the, all of everything you were doing, I was laughing so hard I actually have to wipe tears out of my eyes. So. <laughs> Obviously, fuck your material. Um, <laughs> but also with your roommates and sp- or with people sleeping on your couch, you can still jerk off. Like I've jerked. I mean, I've jerked off in my. I've had. People it's too. It's different when it's two guys. But yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. You're gay, Brady. You just <laughs> have to be quiet. It's not a big deal. Uh, so, <laughs> but but um, your riffing is spectacular. And uh, Quirk has something to say. Uh, yeah, I found your uh, riffing on not wanting to talk to people and forgetting names to be entirely relatable, and it really spoke to me, <laughs> and I would like more of that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're so great when you're just bullshitting crowd work, obviously, on point. Um, also, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, Sarah. Uh, no, I thought I thought you had a really good. Uh, I thought there was like a really good moment that felt like it was gonna happen. You were like uh, talking about like masturbating. You didn't. You didn't quite hit it, but it's like by the grace of my next door neighbor's internet. If you hit mm. that, that's a really funny joke. Like by the grace of okay, it's yeah, by yeah. the grace of God, but masturbating by the grace of my neighbor's Wi-Fi. I thought that was excellent. I'll switch that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is a great. Also, joke. these are my sunglasses. I left these oh, here on Friday. See nothing. Nothing ever gets stolen from here. It just gets moved from place to place until I put it on the street. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Everybody clap for right, Hunter Uniac. Yay! Huzzah. We're all having fun. I'm having fun. Your next comedian. Oh my gosh, he's a killer every time. And um, I've seen him a couple times now, and he's like part of the whole thing. And... And I, and I got to hear some new jokes the other night, and I'm excited. Like, I can even quote some of your jokes at this point, which is why I'm hoping to hear new stuff. Uh, but Because I think about you at night. I'm sorry. This is a wrong thing. To, this, is a, this is a terrible introduction. Put your hands together for Peter. You hold my hand. Body gets so weak, I All right, make some noise if you're also a basic bitch. Whoa! How basic am I, you ask? I buy the light blue candles from Target because they smell like hope. No, I am like a walking train wreck. I wear a Patagonia. I ride a Peloton. I drink Spindrift because I think the packaging is cute. I am one purchase of a Live, Laugh, Love poster away from a free Live, Laugh, Love poster. Um, I work in tech, in case you couldn't tell by my super punchable face. And uh, I just started this new job, so I've had to do a lot of training. And this last week, I did a training that required you to answer trivia questions about the training through a tool called Kahoot with a K. Yeah, and the thing that was really weird about it was you couldn't answer the trivia questions using your name. The computer gave you a auto-generated pet name. It had like an adjective and an animal. And my randomly assigned pet name was Zany Kitty. What, am I a stripper? 
Like, at that point, the thing should have just called me the gay one. Like, I didn't have to think about how to come out to my coworkers. AI did it for me. Um, what else? Oh, I love Mariah Carey. Can we talk about that? Um, like, I didn't have friends in middle school. I had the emancipation of Mimi on box set. And I'd prance around the hallways, hitting that high note from We Belong Together, like, come back, baby, please, cause we belong together. And that was right around the time I realized I might be gay. <laughs> no, I love Mariah Carey. I feel like her success is my success, you know? Like, um... I don't know, when she got all those diamond albums and Grammy Awards, I was like, we did that. That was us. Uh, and I'm sure the feeling's mutual, by the way. Like, she's listening to this somewhere now from, like, her penthouse, and yeah. But I don't know, didn't you, like, ever have that fantasy when you were, like, little or 25 that maybe you'd be a pop star one day? Like, I don't know, I just saw myself one day, like, at the Billboard Music Awards, like singing a tender but heartfelt ballad with boys to men as my background vocals slash secret lovers. Or like, I don't know, like maybe I was just like, you know, getting a standing ovation at the Academy Awards after doing a duet with my other gay lover, Luther Vandross. <laughs> uh, or I don't know, like maybe I'm wearing one of those like headset microphones, because not only am I crushing the vocals, but I'm just like nailing this really sultry but tasteful choreography. You didn't ever have this, you didn't ever, see, but like I get the music, okay? Like maybe it's, didn't you hear me hit the high note on We Belong Together? No, but like the only headset that I'm equipped to wear is the kind you wear at the fitting room of an Old Navy. Like, Rachel, I need a size 34 of the classic 502 Wrangler straight fit slim cut denim wash on the rocks with a twist. They only make jean brands confusing so that militant gays in the back room can pretend they're on the daydream tour. And that's my time. Thank you, everyone. Yay, yay, Peter, yay. Yay, Peter. So you shit on yourself continuously for 48 seconds at the beginning of your set which means that you bought the rest of your set to shit on everybody else. So, I mean, use that. Because that, that whole opening is like, I'm basic. But then I would bring back that basic shit. So, like, when you brought the Mariah Carey stuff up, I'd say, well, of course I love Mariah Carey because I'm basic. And I'd keep bringing that up. And then maybe when Mariah Carey's listening to this podcast, you can, podcast, you can bring up that she's basic too. I'd keep bringing it up. Yeah. And then even with the jean brands at the end, like, yeah. and I work at Old Navy because I'm basic. Like, I feel like it could be, yeah. if you start at the beginning and you shit on yourself, it can be a through line that carries. Yeah. And then in between all of those callbacks, you can shit on everything else yeah. because you've already bought it, right? Yep. Um, and then I had one other thing. The AI did it for me. Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. that's hilarious. Like, pfft. And um, Zany Kitty, yeah. super cute, super cute. I mean, is it too easy to do a pussy joke there? Um, uh, Brady. Hey, man, I just want to say that 
I really enjoy your confidence on stage. I feel like that's been getting better. And I do agree that uh, with the through of being basic yeah. and maybe some glitter in there too, because that's a basic ass movie. Okay, yeah. You know that you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, because if you watch that, you're a basic bitch. Yeah, and I just yeah, just. Oh, Mariah Carey's glitter. Yes. No, 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 no. No, no so like, we're gay. When we say glitter, <laughs> yeah, we are the we are we are gay. We have. We, yes, he's, he's like he's got it. But yeah, I mean overall, I just I think you're doing really well, um, and I appreciate it. And and, and that Kitty th- also sounds like an anime character or a cartoon character. Oh, Zany Kitty. Zany Kitty sounds like her, her like a Absolutely, character. some anime thing, some like deep Japanese thing. Um, my feedback is that you had two super hot punchlines. One hit really hard, and one got lost because it was like an afterthought. Okay. So one, um, the the one live laugh love poster away from a free one. That's fucking fire. That's I like screamed laughing. I was I like you made me a Jewish person. Um, and then the other one was uh, when you're like describing the denim, and then it like turns into a cocktail. Like, I just want that to be its own joke. It's such a good joke. Like, I just want it to be, like, make some space. Make some space for having the overcome. Like, that, like, that's, like, that's, like, its own fucking segment. You know what I mean? Like, like, overcomplicated fashion brand items so that gays can be mad on headsets. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the name of, somebody needs to write a poem with that as the title. (laughs) Or, like, paint a picture. (laughs) Clap your hands together, everybody, for Peter Studemeyer. Yay! We've got two comics left. Keep being attentive and awesome. Your next comedian, what a funny lady she is. Clap your hands together for Sierra Hager. Hi. So I'm either going on a gay date later or I'm just hanging out with a new friend. I I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that she has very good music taste. So, either way, I think I'm a, I'm a lucky lady tonight. My word. Uh, how do we feel about sexting? How do we feel about it? No, 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 no. Telling, telling, <laughs> love it. Um, I think sexting is really, really important. And in fact, I will not have sex with someone until I sext with them. Uh, that's, that's reconnaissance. That's how we get a lay of the land. Do you ever have a thing where you're none of, okay, Pam, do you ever have the thing where you're sexting a guy and then like halfway through you have this like M. Night Shyamalan moment where you realize that he's never or, like made a woman orgasm in his life? <laughs> um, yeah, where you've been like at it for a while and like you realize that he hasn't really mentioned your clit, really. <laughs> and then like you say something helpful and you're like, so how are you gonna make me come? <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna keep fucking you. <sighs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember what else I had to say about that other than just true story. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, yes, yes. And this is just a public service announcement. Uh, if you're a straight guy who uses the eggplant emoji unironically, you have never made a woman orgasm. <laughs> 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 
And if you're a straight guy who heard that and is like, no, I've definitely made a woman orgasm, you have not. You have not. And if you're someone who tries to make women orgasm and you're like, how do I know if I've ever made a woman really orgasm? You don't. <laughs> because it's very easy to fake. And there's a little thing I like to call confirmation bias. It's working in our favor or to our detriment, depending on your perspective. So uh, my grandma died recently, and I was like cleaning out her house, and sorry. Yeah, well, <laughs> strap in, Hunter. Uh, there are all these books from like my childhood and from my dad's childhood, uh, like it, like just sort of like softcore indoctrination stuff. It's all just like like Happy Passover book and like Purim book and like a lot of books about like animals that become dentists. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. And then there was this other book that I found that just like, it absolutely killed me. And I remember reading it as a kid. And the name of the book is, Hooray, it's Passover. <laughs> just like show of hands, who here has done Passover before? Okay, we have one. Oh, great, I'm gonna just explain this to you guys. Okay, so it's our like holiest day of the year. It's like the most important holiday. It's sort of around Easter. And the way it works is your whole family gets together and you drink Manischewitz on an empty stomach starting at like five. And while you do that, you guys read scripture out loud to each other with like one giant passage at a time and you all take turns and there are lots of biblical words. Um, and so the thing that the, the thing that Passover teaches us is that um, your husband or your your cousin went to Harvard, uh, and she can hold her alcohol very well. Uh, and basically, like it, it, once your once your reading uh, abilities have been reduced to that of like a second grader, only then can you eat. Um, so anyway, whatever. I thought of like some uh, I thought of some alternate names for the Harrods Passover book. Uh, they're like okay, there. So it's. Um, Okay, it's Passover. Uh, hello, it's Passover. I know, it's Passover. And, uh, and finally, your cousin went to Harvard and you can't even read. That's it, that's my. Sierra Hager, yay! The sex recon is brilliant. Yeah. I'm going to keep fucking you. And then I feel like there's a tag on the end of it. How, ab how about I'm going to lick your butt? I mean, I don't know if you want to get that graphic, but you could do like, how about a Turkish snow cone or some weird fucking like combination of words that, you know, like something. I'm sorry, Pam. You're going to have to just enlighten us real quick. Yeah. It's just, it's from, it's a deep cut from Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo 2. <laughs> he says something about a Turkish snow cone. Uh, but you have the opportunity there. After that, I'm going to keep fucking you because everyone laughed is to be like, how about, I mean, it could be anything and you'll get another laugh off it because it's funny. And I put a smiley face by the eggplant thing because you're totally right. Is it that I say how about a thing or is it that he no, says No, it's the that thing? he had just said, you were like going back and forth and you said, how are you going to make me come? You said, I'm going to throw him a softball. How are you going to make me come? And he says, I'm going to keep fucking you. And then we all laughed because he's a dummy and he's never made a woman come. But then if you say, geez, how about 
Got blank, it. Totally, you know? totally. And then it's yeah, like yeah, fill yeah, in yeah, the yeah. blank with silly thing. Perfect. Then you have you just you just get it. It's just an it's an extra tag totally. placed for it. And the soft core indoctrination is such a great turn of phrase. It's just really tight. Awesome. Thank you. So yay. Uh, Peter. Um, fire set per usual. I had this thought of like, what if you reversed the order of all of it and then started with the Passover content and then moved into the like not being able to make a woman come content. And then you have a callback on the hooray, it's Passover, where it's hooray, I'm just going to keep fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's really he just, he just like. Uh, did it, he just made your set like a who was that guy who hangs out at something zeitgeist and he's a guy and he wrote all those movies and he did Pulp Fiction and he flipped it around timeline anyway I'm sorry Quentin Tarantino he Tarantino he Quentin Tarantino yeah, your yeah, set yeah, 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 he just yeah. flipped it upside down I just want to say um, we talked the other day and I want to confirm that you're really good at this <laughs> thank you um, I, I really have I mean I like the idea of reordering and all that I think that's a great idea at the same time your delivery is always spot on and i can count on it so that's all i have to say thanks brady that guy did wind up sending me a dick pic and i can show you after oh my god i've been waiting for that thank you <laughs> it was fine it was fine it was fine ian hi uh i i, I thought the the whole the whole like screening process with the sexting was like so funny i think that's like a really good concept you're just like well i mean if you can't do this that well then I can't expect that. And then I was going to say, oh, yeah, another book title, I think, for the – you could oh, do – please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think one would be like, fuck, it's Passover. <laughs> I think that could oh, be good. Like oh, You're like, Passover, oh, fuck, right, it's right, Passover. Right. Oy vey, it's Passover. Right. Yeah. But good job, though, overall. It was Thank really good. you. Thanks. Yay. Dropping Wildy. Sierra Hager, yay. Oh, yeah. Okay, we have one last comedian. I'm really excited. This is how the joke workshop works, and I'm so glad that everyone was here tonight um, and giving such great feedback and just being so attentive and cool. Uh, your next and last comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands. Yay! Was everyone best for last, right? Yeah. It's always you three. It's always you three that are here. You guys have complete domination over my comedic ability. I'll just be at home, like writing, like, what's Brady gonna think about this one? Like, you guys are just like, because I don't go any, I don't go anywhere else. It's like literally just you guys every single time I'm here. I'll take it though. You guys are hella funny. Um, so okay, I did this joke last time, but uh, so uh, do you know those commercials with the um? It's like those commercials trying to get you to donate to those kids like in a third world country and they're always just like, you know, like, you know, Enrique is really poor. He can't get to water. We need you to donate. I just, I think the idea of those commercials are really great, but honestly, like, like why do I have to give a fuck about this kid? Because honestly, I don't know anything about him. Like, I'm not Mother Teresa. I don't think this kid deserves anything. Like, I got taxes to pay. Like, give me a reason to, to give this kid money. What, he can't get water? That's fucking silly. This kid can get a job, right? I mean, he could stand up. What is he, six? 
Yeah, okay, that's enough excuses for that, okay? Enrique, you got to march your butt up to the nearest town, get a McDonald's job, and then we can maybe talk about the donation. Also, even if I did want to give a donation, like, I don't know this kid. Like, I don't know, is he nice to his mother? I'm not, I wouldn't be caught dead donating to someone who's nice to their mother, right? <laughs> this fucking, I don't know who he is. I, I, don't even give, I don't even give money to, like, my own family, like, th let alone, like, this kid that I've never met before. <laughs> like, give, there's no reason for me to donate to him. And also, my biggest fear is that if I do, like, I'm going to get, like, a blood-soaked envelope in 20 years, and it's going to be a letter, and it's going to be like, Hello, Ian. Thank you for your donations 20 years ago when I was six. You've now single-handedly funded my purging of Venezuela. Now i got to, like, now i got to deal with the guilt of, like, you know, the crumbling of Venezuela's government because I sent this kid fucking 15 bucks 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, okay, that's it. That's all I have. So. <laughs> No, 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 keep going. You're only at two minutes and I don't have first. anything else to say. Well, get that riff, then do a hundred, <laughs> then pull a hunter uniac. Riff, riff, riff. Okay. Okay, I guess I could try riffing. So, what's the deal with, no, I'm not going to do one of those. Okay, um, somebody tell me, give me a topic to riff about. I'll try. Eating buttholes. Now, that's a path I've never gone down, but I'm not going to rule it out, okay? You know, you don't knock it till you try it, right? Uh, you know, I've never had a pear before, so I don't know what's going to come first. Am I going to eat a pear? Okay, we got, <laughs> we got two contenders here, okay? Meet me in the mutiny radio bathroom after, and we can sort it out, all right? <laughs> but yeah, you know, I've never had a pear, and I've never eaten a butthole, so maybe we can have both those things come to life tonight. I think that could be a good thing. Um, have you ever eaten a butthole, Hunter? Really? Yeah. A man's or a woman's? Woman. Consensually? <laughs> you don't get down there unless consensually. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're like sifting around in like the vagina, and you're like, hey, well, while I'm down here, kill two birds with one stone while I'm here. You know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. What's the uh, what's the eating butthole etiquette? <laughs> okay, got it. I have a little, I have a little peach fuzz. <laughs> we don't feel that. Do you go from the rear? With the ass up, or do you go you from the front? From the front and go down. Okay, cool. Did it taste good? Huh? Did it taste good? No, you do it. <laughs> well, I know, but just like, just to know, is it any good? Do you put you know? seasoning on it? If you're a buyer dinner, buy something, you know, good. <laughs> okay. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, hey, I bought her dinner. Might as well go down on her asshole, I guess. That's his logic. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the wrong person. Uh, okay, I think I've done now. Okay, that's all I got. Yay, Ian. Wow, did you light up when you started riffing? It was like a whole different person. That was absolutely crazy. I get too reliant on the... Uh... Well, you lit up. It was... A whole, I hope you listen back to this podcast. Your voice does a whole different thing. Your face, your mannerisms, everything just completely changed. You loosened up so much, and it was so different and so much more personable. Um, it was crazy. Uh, also, I can't believe you've never eaten a pear. <laughs> I've, I've, never, I've never seen the movie Titanic, so maybe yeah. we should do these It's not two like I'm going out of my way same. not to eat it. I just, you've just never, never found eaten its way it. in well, my you're mouth. Also, like 19 years old and we are all ages place here just so everybody knows because there's no alcohol i'm 21 to, to be fair oh he's 21 <laughs> now oh my gosh that's yeah. so wonderful um well i had trouble i have i have 
trouble with your donating to kids things because I want to hate you, but I can't because you're so like cute and personable. <laughs> but the cognitive dissonance there is just too difficult, and I don't know how to get over it. So there's got to be a way to be like, I you've got to set it up like I look. I look like I'm going to take care of your dog when you go away for the weekend, but I really fucking hate children in Africa. Okay. Like, somehow there's got to be, like, a bridge because there's just a cognitive dissonance there for me. So just talk about how I look like one thing. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. All I know is that when you started – just talking as yourself it was a whole different game okay so here's here's what i have to say about it because i love the bit it's like you're clearly super well rehearsed but like you're such an like you're such like a like a good little performer you know like in order for this bit to be believable you have to be unhinged what i really really love that you did though uh with this bit is is you're so tall and lanky and ridiculous Mm -hmm. i with your arms you're just like and then this is the ow Uh, i have to go to the hospital now sorry like like you're so you're so like i I feel like like if your voice and your face matched how angry your arms are okay like you could really you could really get us there you know what i mean you just you have to let go of the like sweet little boy that you are you know (laughs) yeah i do do that i know i'm thinking about it all right this is more uh riffing advice Okay. Because like you went with riffing and you were you were great with it for your first time. Like um, uh, one thing about riffing is like you're up there on stage. I riff all the fucking time. Yeah. And when you started talking to me, I still felt uncomfortable because the microphone is not in front of my face. Mm-hmm. All right. So you put people on their spot. Okay. And if you want to keep get better at riffing, what I suggest is to have like a quick one-liner up mm-hmm. on front and then just say fuck all your material and go for the entire four minutes, five minutes, however long it is. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to bail out, keep yeah. on going. Part yeah. of getting, being good at riffing is knowing you're gonna fucking bomb. Right. And be feeling comfortable with that. All yeah. right? Okay. Uh, it, and just try it. You know, like I, I, I suggest you try it's like an entire set, a couple of sets of riffing, with okay. like a one-liner in there, and just go until Pam kicks you off the fucking stage. Yeah, well, I could you, try it. <laughs> you can't lose anything here at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. We really don't. I mean, you're fine. This is a, okay. clearly a safe <laughs> space for – yeah, it's safe. Okay. But going back to your um, joke about – because when I was a kid, we had to give money to kids in Taiwan too. I know what you're talking uh-huh. about, right? I would – kill like everything leading up to vetting them because okay. that's i mean that's hilarious like how do i know what they're going to do da, 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 da. the vetting of them is funny but as i agree with pam though the setup to that can be really uncomfortable yeah so i would just say like get to the vetting and like mm-hmm. and, and i really do admire like you're doing great and yeah your riffing is really good so okay, congratulations cool. on that thank you so much yeah thank you everybody that was really nice <laughs> Yay. Yay, Ian Langland. Yay, everybody. We did it. And you know what? And we're still before 7 o'clock, which makes me so happy so we can all go to Alameda because it's such a good open mic. And I'm dressed like a cheerleader just for these kids. And my cheerleading outfit is older than most of the children that are there. Even it's older than you. This was made in 1991. I know, right? This is older. The clothes I'm wearing are older than you. All right, uh, thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio. Our Venmo is Mutiny Radio, all one word. We'll be back soon with more cool stuff this Wednesday at Asiento. Dinner and a show. Get your reservations now. Bye.
Go to antitrump.com. Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes.
which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Here we are! Yay! Hi, friends! Yay! Take a socially distanced seat, because we're about to get started. Oh, yeah! The outdoor show here at Mutiny Radio. I actually have a permit for this, if you can believe that. <laughs> Hell yeah, I've got a permit for it! Yeah, we're socially distanced! That's why, uh, hey, when you're out there, please wear a mask. Unless you're eating or drinking, and remember that uh, we're not a bar, so, you know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, we'd have no ducks here. So, make of that what you will. Hey, socially distanced seats, come take a seat. You can also grab your chairs and move them into pods where you feel comfortable around your friends if you're friendly like that. You can actually take those two chairs and those two chairs, and you can move them to get, because obviously you guys are all together. I don't know if you had an orgy last night or how that worked, but an orgy with masks on is no fun, right? Like, you can't see. I live in the Tenderloin, and uh, a gentleman the other day looked at me, and he said, girl, show me that pretty mouth. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't want to take down my mask. You scare me. <laughs> Why are we in the Tenderloin? I live there. I live in the Tenderloin. I used to be a nanny. I used to hang out with small children for money. That's the thing I used to do before COVID. And I used to play this game with small children in the Tenderloin. It was really fun. We'd hold hands and sort of like skip down the street. And when we saw a pile, I'd go, man or beast, man or beast. What did I learn from a four-year-old? If it's up against a wall, it's always man. <laughs> like. How do they know physics at that young age? I am so impressed. Children, cutest ever. I don't have any kids. I don't want to have any kids because I love alcohol. Who loves alcohol? Yeah! Yeah, I'm a responsible adult. I decided not to have children because I love drinking. Yes! Had my first abortion in 1995. I have abortions older than most of you. Yes! 25 years ago, I had my first abortion. Only one regret about that first abortion. You know, I didn't have the kid. Uh, well, because right now, I could be having sex with all of his friends. <laughs> yeah, I could. 
Mistake! Why did you just let go? All those 25-year-olds were belong to you, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'm so old. I just turned 46 a couple weeks ago, and I know that I'm super old because now I have to use my reading glasses to pack my bong. I forgot that weed was so pretty, you know? All those crystals, trichomes, bicombs, whatever they are. I love them. Like to smoke them every morning? Where my pot smoker's at? Yeah, uh, 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 every morning, uh. It sometimes gets a little scary. Have you ever smoked so much weed that you forget how your shower works? I've lived in my apartment for 13 years. I'm like, it's hot, it's cold. What is going on here? It's like Airbnb being in my own home, you know? Costs a lot of money. Why is there cat litter on the floor? What is happening here? <laughs> like, why? So many cats. Cat lovers? Cat friends? Yeah, my cat people. Uh, uh. Bow to your alien overlords with one paw, babies. Uh, uh. I love cats. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. And I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. Because <laughs> I'm a crazy cat lady! <laughs> cats, cats, cats! How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats! 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 <laughs> All the cats! I do. I love cats so much. I have I have tarot card cat things. I have cats everywhere in my life. Uh, I've been alone recently. I'm a very lonely person. I'm very single. I'm very lonely. And I uh, I thought, you know, that my neighbors, I thought I overheard them having sex. And I got kind of excited. I was like getting into it. And then halfway through, I realized it was just my cats play fighting in the other room. Surprisingly easy to finish. <laughs> my cats love each other. <laughs> they do. I have a boy cat and a girl cat. And I mean, the threesomes are weird because they're both fluffers. You know what I mean? They're just so fluffy. They just. One morning, um, I like to make a little kitty teepee with my knees, you know, and then they go underneath the blanket. And the other day, I like felt so my cat was resting his head like on my pussy, so like a pussy is on my pussy, and nothing has ever felt so right. <laughs> like it was the best <laughs> moment. I looked up from the sheets and I was like, "Oh, I love my cat." Yeah, and I know that my cat loves me because I was getting finger banged by this guy and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked them. Meaning that my cat loves me. Or women really do taste like tuna. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purple with age. I've been doing this. <laughs> I've been messing around with myself for a long time. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that looks like over time. I don't shave a lot. Um, I have so many pubes, it looks like I have a kitten in a headlock. Super cute. 
so fluffy. All right, let's get this started. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of five-minute sets at the top because uh, there wasn't enough time on the open mic, and we have incredibly funny people, and I'm so glad that you're all here. And our first comedian of the evening, do you want to take it? You're so funny. He's so funny. He just came back to us from New Hampshire, and he is amazeballs. Um, I love him so much. You guys are going to love him, too. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter. I don't know his last name yet, though, so I'm a jerk. Yay. I've never used this many condoms since 1997. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. All righty. Um, hey, here's a question. Who do I have to vote for to fix the tenderloin? Like, do they know it's broken or like, what if that's the issue? Like, what if they just don't know? <laughs> um, by the way, can you tell that I'm wearing two fitness trackers? <laughs> it's not because I'm like sporty, okay? Like the other day I had to Google how to wear baseball caps if you're gay. So like the only balls I know how to handle are stuck between the legs of some confused college kid named Brian. Um, yes, I'm gay. I don't date fat men. All right, we're body positive here tonight. <laughs> Heard you loud and clear on that one. No, no, no. Like, it's nothing against, like, fat people. It's just that I had a bad experience with one guy, like, a while ago. Like, he was, go he was really fat, and he was going through, like, a really intense diet. And look, like, part of being a supportive partner is that when your significant other is going through something really challenging, you are supposed to be there for them, according to the article he sent me on BuzzFeed after I called him Chubby Bunny. <laughs> So I was like, all right, like, why don't you just take a cheat day? You know what I mean? Like, let's call it, like, once every two weeks. You just can cheat, go back to the diet, and you don't have to worry about the stress. And, um, yeah, I should have been a little more prescriptive about what I meant when I said he could cheat. When I said you could have a hot dog, I didn't mean you could blow Kyle. <laughs> um... Yes, I am an over-texter in relationships. Does anyone else have this problem? It's not a good one to have, okay? Like, uh, for some reason, when I was in elementary school, I internalized that poster that says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And it never occurred to me that that could be about sports, by the way. Like, I just saw Allen Iverson on it. I was like, cool, I'm gay. Here we go. So how that translates into my dating life is I'm constantly the one like, you know what? You miss 100% of the dicks, you don't try to suck. <laughs> so I am like trying to initiate the conversation. I'm trying to start the spark when there is not one. And it results in me sending a lot of messages that are unwanted, unwarranted, and just plain annoying, okay? In other words, I am like the AAA car insurance of gays. <laughs> like, here's your eighth membership offer for the month. I took the liberty of already activating the membership, putting a personalized number on it, and laminating it to you forever. <laughs> but uh, when it comes time to actually call in those services, then it's like, ooh, you need support? That's not what this service is for. I don't know where you thought we'd help you. <sighs> All right, I have done this next bit 
like a million times here at Mutiny, but I thought of even more punches for it, so I'm going to lean into it anyway. Um, I just moved back, as Pam mentioned, so I'm setting up a new apartment, and I've had to make a lot of trips to Home Depot, okay? And let me tell you, sending a gay man into a Home Depot is a hate crime. Do I seem like I know... Hi, how you doing? Do I seem like I know what I'm doing in a Home Depot? Like, I look like I invented the app to get rid of Home Depot, okay? I'm clueless in there. I'm, like, posing seductively on the bags of manure. Like, oh. I'm posing with the power drill like I'm in Charlie's Angels. I tried sticking it where I thought it went before a store attendant was like, Sir, you do not put that up there. And this is the thing that sucks about Home Depot, though. Like, that should be a gay man spot. You know what I mean? Because a Home Depot is like every gay for pay scene I have ever watched. Okay? The environment's like cold and dark and dungeony. There's scaffolding you can dangle off of like you're in Fantasia. And the men who work there are like rugged and scruffy and will clearly do anything for a paycheck. Hey, but flirting with them is useless, okay? Like, I'll go up to one of the store attendants and be like, <laughs> I just love your skincare products. <laughs> I love the way this bumpy paper makes my pores feel. <laughs> and they will stone face, be like, I think what you need is a 14-inch 8x2 plywood dimensional retainer beam. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> is this paint? Like, I am just looking for one of them to plow me through that store in a wheelbarrow, okay? Like, give me the 14-inch retainer beam where it counts. And that's the image I'm going to leave you with. Thank you, everyone. Peter, you're amazing. Yay! One time, um, I actually um, peed my pants in a Home Depot, but it was okay because I was wearing a skirt, so I just threw away my underwear in the little tampon box. <laughs> so that was a moment that I had at Home Depot. I had to go really into his where where doers get things. Hi, TJ. Hi, hi, Bucky. Uh, is that not Bucky? Is that David? Is that I can't tell. Everyone's masks. I, it's it's so. I've never like. Not like I look at everyone's butts all the time, but now I can really spot a guy from like a hundred feet. I'm like, I don't need to see their face. I, I, I know that butt. Cool. <laughs> That's the beauty of feminism is finally we get to objectify equally. Like everybody said at the feminism, like, oh yeah, feminism, stop objectifying women. And I'm like, no, <laughs> just objectify men equally. That's so much easier. Um, we have more chairs if you want to be socially distanced, unless you're cool about standing. And I'm glad that we're all um, wear your masks unless you're eating or drinking because the city gets mad at us because we're all being safe. Yay, safety! Safety first! Yay! Like I said, I haven't used this many condoms since 1997, but they're Mike condoms, so it's a little bit different. I used to be married. I got my first STD from marriage. Sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married, sexually transmitted debt. Did you not know about that? It's just a m contract, ladies. You used to be worth like two goats and a cow, and now 
What am I worth? I don't know. Ta I'm a tax write-off at this point. Yeah! Hey, rich guys, you want a tax write-off? Mutiny Radio, let me tell you. <laughs> it is a tax write-off. Um, and uh, comedians, remember, uh, it's clean. No F-swears, because we have neighbors and um, children. And there's um, Mike condoms over here. They're plastic bags. And your next comedian, who's uh, going to put it together for you. Yeah, you got to. And it can't look like a duck or quack like a duck. We got to. I'll find the bag for it. Put your hands together, everybody. He's a very, very funny young man. It's Luke Moore. Yay! Yay! Hey, everybody. You know, this feels just as good, just so y'all know. <laughs> uh, my name is Luke Moore. Uh, of course, that's just my stage name. My real name is Lucas Morris. Had to change it. Um, actually, I that's Lucas Morris is my fake real name. My real real name is actually Lance Boyle. But, you know, I had to change it. It was too Anglo. Um, okay, that's my actual fake real, real name. My real, real, real name is Jesse Eisenberg. You may know me from Now You See Me and Now You See Me Too. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, you know, I was just making my way downtown, faces pass, uh, you know, and whatnot. Homebound, making my way, making my way through the crowd. And that song, do y'all like Vanessa Carl Vanessa Carlton fans? Uh, are we okay? She's from here. She's from the city, so that's why I like that song. Cause it's when she's saying "making my way downtown," she's talking about San Francisco. And if you re-listen to the song, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely San Francisco." Because, like, let me just remind you, the song goes like this. Uh, making my way downtown, there's a guy shooting up heroin on the sidewalk. <laughs> and then I accidentally step on some poop and I fall down and I uh, get hit by the dirty needle. Get stabbed. I have AIDS now. Doodle doo doodle doo. Uh there's hot Cheeto throw up on the ground. Doodle doo doodle doo. And now I'm homeless tonight. Um Yeah, you know, I just saw my first hot Cheeto throw up in like six months today, so <laughs> I think we're getting back to normal. Hot Cheeto throw up. I'm sure you've seen it if you've been here in the city before. Hot Cheeto throw up. You it's a uh, it's a common occurrence on these streets. Uh, you know the thing about Hot Cheeto throw up is you never see a little bit of it. It's like it's always the whole bag. I think that's why they threw it up because they because they ate the whole bag. Because you know when you're eating Hot Cheetos, they're hot and you the only way to combat the heat is just to keep eating them like faster and then I guess you just throw them up but anyways you know what I hate cultural appropriation just irks me 
I don't like it when if if look if if it's not your group if a group other than you made the phrase made the the fashion made the you know then just stay away from it right like don't appreciate a different group of people don't don't hang out with a different group of people just cultural appropriation is wrong like uh here's here's a cultural appropriation everybody does and you don't even think about it but everybody says duh duh when something's really obvious you say duh you know where duh comes from think about it duh duh who says duh people from kentucky that's where duh came from <laughs> okay <laughs> folks i'm just these <laughs> i'm having fun up here i think <laughs> shit oh Okay, you know what? That's it. That's all. I, that's all I can remember. That's all I can remember. Yay! I'll take your plastic bag. I'm keeping these plastic bags. That was Luke Moore. Yay! Luke Moore. I'm keeping the plastic bags because I'll put pot treats in those later. And like, because they're only spitting COVID on the outside, not the inside. <laughs> right? The inside is clandestine, and that's important. There's some chairs. You guys can take the chairs and move them in any place that you want that feels socially distant uh, from each other, because we're still doing that. Hi, people on your bikes that stopped by, that's so exciting. Does anyone here like World Cup soccer? Does anyone like, you like soccer? I love you World Premier League soccer. So excited. When the, when the most important of unimportant things came back, World Premier Soccer, I was so excited because finally I get to watch all those 23-year-old men actually make their goals. It's like the only place where 23-year-old men are making goals. It's in, it's in soccer. <laughs> they're, not, they're not doing it here. They're living with their... No, it's okay to live with your mom. Like, I'd like to be your mom. I, if anybody's like under 25 here and you think your parents are looking for a divorce i am lonely like i could be your stepmom right don't you want me as your stepmom i would be the coolest stepmom also i heard about all these tropes in uh, porn and my question is are the women in porn real stepmoms or just really good actresses i don't know but hey, I could be your stepmom. How cute is your dad? Does he look like Bruce Springsteen? All right, your next comedian. Uh, put your hands together. Oh, we'll do the other Luke. Put your hands together, everybody. Are you okay? Can you, yeah? You're ready, everybody. Remember, we're, we're being clean, no F swears. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Luke Newman, yay! And there's more chairs. You guys can pull the chairs and do the thing. Um, so the little condoms are back there behind us. Oh, this is what I usually use for a condom anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm not okay. You asked me if I was okay. I'm not. But that's all right. But that's okay. This is weird. I feel weird. Let the 
I'll let the plastic bag tell. Get it? Alright. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Okay, okay. How much? So that's... Okay. Okay. Alright. Readjust. I'm a white guy. What about what about substance? Okay. I'm a white guy. I thought w no applause. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, this is San Francisco. That's right. No booze. Okay. Thank you. Um. Uh, but I was I was raised in a predominantly African American community. You guys may know it as the hood. East Oakland. Okay. All right. Anyone know specifics? Okay. Um. But it was hard. It was difficult. As it's it was almost as difficult as getting through this set without saying the F word. <laughs> Almost as difficult. Maybe, this might be more difficult, but um, but I got, I got, uh, I got robbed a lot. And I don't think my, my parents knew what they were getting me into when they raising me there, you know, they would, then I don't think they knew, understood what was going on, you know, but they moved in there because it was cheap, you know. My parents were, were s the some of the OGs over there, original gentrifiers, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I did I did get robbed a lot, you know, and people would always be like, oh, where you from, white boy, you know? And, uh, and I'd be like, man, you broke into my house. <laughs> I'm from my house. You know, where did you come from? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard being white in America. <laughs> it's hard being white in America. All right, let me tell you, it's hard being white. You know, because we gotta, we gotta, we gotta deal with white guilt. You don't know any black people in the audience here? Ah, uh, I can't. Are you the? Are you black? I can't see your 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 uh, your. No, no, your your um. What is it? W uh, what is the word when when you with the light behind? No, silhouetted. You're silhouetted. I can't see you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that's one. Anybody else? Okay, then shut the fuck up, all of you. Okay, that's the second one. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> okay, let's get let's. Okay, let's 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 veer into s some less controversial uh, topics. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the F word. Oh, everybody. Ba bands. You know what's up with band names? 
What are they doing? You know? Speaking into a plastic bag. Speaking into, I feel like this should be a sandwich. I'm talking to a sandwich over here. Um, the Doors, worst band name ever. Well, we'll debate it about that afterwards. Okay. So Doors, okay, all right, okay. But the, the smashing, the, the fucking counting crows. Oh, my God. Alright, sorry guys. It's your turn. Oh. Sorry, I, I love you. I love you, Luke Newman. But you did three. You can't do. You're not allowed. Yeah, you can fuck swear. I mean, oh, she see, you made me do it. You can do it when you're not on the mic, but you can't do it on the mic. I was, because you, because you triggered me. You triggered me. <laughs> that was Luke, uh, that was Luke Newman. He's lovely. We've had two Lukes tonight. That's so exciting. We have one more uh, guest set, and then we're going to get into the longer sets. Uh, your next comedian, what a joy and a wonderment she is. She used to be a cheerleader for the Jets. Like, so she is actually everything that I have always wanted to be with my entire life. Like, I, I always wanted to be a cheerleader, uh, and I always wanted to have a hot rack. You know what I mean? Like, I just always did. I'm, I'm sorry, um, Jen. I just always... Um, I objectify everybody equally. That's because I'm a feminist, right? Yeah! Your next comedian, she's such a funny lady, and she's just so wonderful. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together for Jen Perez! Yay! Yay, so condoms back there. Yeah, you look Hi, how's it going, everybody? Uh, well, shit, I was gonna start my set differently. Okay. Oh, mierda, mierda. I'm sorry, mierda. Yo voy a empezar esto en otra manera. I'm sorry. Um, I was gonna start this in a different way, and um, but now I have to tell my Jets cheerleader joke, I guess. Um, I, uh, you know, I um, I used to be a Jets cheerleader. I know it's difficult because it's it's hard to believe, you know. Um, but yes, I was. Uh, and um, you know, when I went when I became a Jets cheerleader, I thought, man, I'm, I'm gonna make a lot of money. I'm gonna get to perform with uh, all over the U.S. with the you know the players in the stadium and stuff. And, and th that was not the case. Uh, and I thought maybe I'd bang some of the players or something. No, 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 none of that happened. That was not the case. I, I made hardly any money on the Jets. Um, I've made more money doing comedy than I have on the Jets. Um. That's that's all of twelve dollars. <laughs> all of twelve dollars. Um, I I'm originally from Jersey, and um, yeah, I, I moved out here to Oakland eight years ago, and I think I'm starting to become a basic uh, chick, I guess. Um, I can't say puña puñeta. Um, <laughs> but I'm basically, you know, I, I think I think I'm becoming a basic um, gringa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I drank, um, I drank a, a can of rosé the other day, um, took a shower with no washcloth, uh, I didn't put any lotion on, um, but I, I have to apologize for my abuelo, my, my grandpa, my abuelo, he, um, he calls every white man he meets John, 
John Hancock, John Cena, King Carajo, John Cena, John Cleese, John Mayer, como en acá, John Mayer, John Stamos, John Stamos, John Derbota, Disco, Disco, John Wayne, como el caballito, John Wayne, como el caballito. Apologize for my abuelo. Um, has anybody else reached the point of no return? Uh, meaning uh, your sink is full of dirty dishes and you're only washing a plate as an, as an ad needed basis. Like, I need this plate right now. Um, yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm also becoming an animal. Becoming an animal. I, uh, I'm opening jars of peanut butter and I'm taking scoops out and I'm eating it, and then I'm opening jars of jam, because I'm too fucking lazy to buy bread. Oh, sorry. Too lazy to buy bread. All right, no more. Um, esqueleto rumbero is a Spanish term. Esqueleto rumbero. Um, it, means, it means skinny dude, or skinny like a skeleton dancing, right? Uh, um, but, but unfortunately, we can't use this phrase anymore. We can't use it. We have to bury it, see if we can resurrect it next year, not even for Halloween, um, because everyone's fat right now. There's, there's no more skinny people. Um, they disappeared with the pandemic. Um, anyways, uh, you know, I, el otro día tenía un deseo de comerme un sándwich cubano, pero un sándwich cubano. Y ordené el sándwich. Y, eh, y me, cuando me trajeron el sándwich, me pusieron el pepinillo al lado como si fuera la otra. El pepinillo no va para el lado. El pepinillo va para adentro, porque es la mujer de la casa. I'm sorry, that was uh, part of my Spanish set. Um, <laughs> Um, man, what else can I say? Uh, how much time do I have? Oh, one minute. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I'll say this last joke. Um, did I? Oh, fuck. Now I forgot which one it is. All right. Uh, my grandma, she's always, she always wants me to, um, move back to New Jersey. And my abuela, she's, you know, she's like, pero mija, you know, move back. When are you moving back? I said, well, I can't move back. I have a rent-controlled apartment in Oakland, and it's a done deal. I'm, I'm never leaving. Uh, she goes, but Amiha, what if you move back? You might meet a nice Hispanic man. Abuela, don't you remember? I tried that once before. It, it ended in divorce. So she says this in Spanish. She goes, Te vas a quedar vieja sola y con canas en el bollo. Basically, um, she said, I'm going to end up old with gray hairs on my vagina. I, I still this day, I have no idea how she knows I have gray hairs on my vagina. <laughs> um, that's, that's five hours away. Thank you so much. I'm Jen Perez. Jen Perez, everybody. I also have gray hairs on my vagina. I'm 10 years older than she is, though, so it makes a lot more sense. All right. All right, we're moving right along. I'm super excited that you're all here today. Uh, there's still chairs chilling. If anybody wants to take, oh, oh, no, you did. Oh my gosh, you're vacating. You're, you've vacated is the wrong word. You've you're in the chairs now. What is it called? It's vacancy in vacancy. Anyway, everybody's fine. We're all having a good time. I'm excited. Yay. We're all here, socially distanced, wearing our masks. Huzzah. All right. Uh, you're, uh, your next comedian. Hey, he's a lovely human being, and I'm so excited he's here. He's super clean, too. Like <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, clean on the regs, and he's like, oh, you're clean. Hey, everybody. We're doing comedy, socially distanced. You can hang across the street, or you can... They're like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, Sunday bathrobe drinking day, coming up soon. I love it. Uh, she's like kind of wearing a bathrobe. I do that too. Put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Johnny Stein. Yay! So, um, condoms back there. You're good. You're good. Yay! Hey. Hey. 
is so fun. Oh man, uh, Pam, you talked about you. You said you were noticing guys by their butts. I I hope that's been happening <laughs> for me. My butt, it's good. You know, like <laughs> I got one of those good ones. Uh, I hope people know. Uh, I feel like I feel like locked in. I heard turn around, but <laughs> you know, I may be avoiding it. You guys can take a look after. Um, I I feel like. Maybe this is like controversial. Oh, I'm keeping my mask on because uh, not, you know, just because I'm I have a I have a cold sore, <laughs> and my mom said it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Which like when your disgust is like absolute, like <laughs> it's hard to refute. So I don't want you guys to to suffer that. Um, I I feel like lockdown has been the best thing for big fat phonies since divorce was legalized. You know. <laughs> Like, thank God we don't have to pretend to have any ambition anymore. That's been <laughs> so nice. Oh, it's been great. I have some things have happened during 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 quarantine. Uh, I I'm you can call me Uncle Johnny. I am uh, my sister is pregnant, which is cool. Um, it's a it's like a shitty title to not have any say in. You know, I wish like. <laughs> I wish I could say like, oh, my sister had unprotected sex and now I'm professor emeritus at Columbia University, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but just uncle. I have tried to pick up uh, other hobbies like many of us probably have. I, 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 uh, I've tried surfing, tried surfing, which is cool. Uh, and I am not, <laughs> so <laughs> that's been, <laughs> I wouldn't say like, uh, like, Surfing's not for me. I would say like I'm not for surfing. <laughs> you know, like it's uh, I'm gay and Jewish. Like it's just like uh, that's like the most neurotic duo you could have, and surfing's all about like just sitting and waiting for the next. Yeah, you know? the last thing I need is like more time to think. You know, <laughs> that is the last thing I need. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just don't fit into the surf world. Like everyone who surfs. I'm gonna take my glasses off so I can see anything uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, the, the, the surf world, like, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Everyone who surfs, man, woman, otherwise, is all named Kelly. I can't believe <laughs> everyone's name is Kelly. I can't believe it. I, I, and, but I want to fit in so bad. I, I do. I want people to like. I want to be cool, of course, you know. So, so I was talking to a Kelly. I, I was out on the water. I was talking to Kelly, and and I had to pee so bad. I had to pee so. Bad. I was like, "What do I do?" And he was like, "Oh, dude, just pee in the ocean. It's where the fish pee." <laughs> it's like that logic doesn't make uh, any sense to me at all. <laughs> you know, like. My dad has an enlarged prostate. I'm not peeing in his catheter, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just because he's going. <laughs> that joke I actually asked ahead of time to my friends if that was too dirty, and then I got here, <laughs> so <laughs> found out no way, uh, <laughs> not even close, not even close. Oh uh, man, yeah. The the worst thing about it was I didn't even catch a stupid wave. Like I didn't catch a one. I was just like out 40 feet in the water on some foam, like slowly getting a UTI because I couldn't <laughs> fucking pee. Oh, that's the F word. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Catheter's not. Oh well. Uh, couldn't pee, couldn't pee. 
I, uh, <laughs> I've been trying to, you know, revamp my, my romantic life. Trying. It's gone a lot like that old saying, uh, once you go short, there's very little to report. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> very little to talk about. I did go on a gay date to a sports bar, and I would not recommend that. <laughs> I was gay, so I did it on purpose, but it, it is not something <laughs> I would push onto anyone. Like, already a sports bar, you know, it, it's like where men uh, are so insecure about their masculinity. And for a gay guy, it's, it's like, that's like being a hypochondriac going on rounds. You know, like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't need to see it right in front of me, you know? <laughs> the guy I went on a date with, too, he was like one of the bros. You know, he was like a, he, he, he was fine. It was fine, uh, but he had he made two really grave errors. Uh, the first one, came up to me. He was like, "Oh, hey, buddy, you Johnny." So, buddy, if you don't know, is what all gay guys' dads say when they find them in heels. Uh, <laughs> a lot of trauma connected to buddy. Uh, and I'm not saying every gay guy like grows up and tries on heels. Uh, but every gay guy has a heels moment, you know, like, mine was, uh, mine was when I asked to watch Coyote Ugly for the third time that week. <laughs> 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 My dad was like, oh, hey, buddy, you want to maybe watch Jurassic Park? <laughs> I was like, and Miss Piper Parabo uh, chasing her dreams as a songwriter to Leanne Rhymes? No way, father. Uh. <laughs> His second big error was he said, <laughs> yo, I don't have any empathy. <laughs> which, like, which, like, already would have been a weird thing to say if I hadn't told him, and this is true, that my aunt died of cancer, and he responded with he has no empathy? Like, what the, <laughs> what the hell? That's, like, that is a classic white guy gets out of anything, you know? <laughs> like, sorry, judge, uh, I have no empathy. <laughs> oh, uh, please, <laughs> move along. I don't even know why we're trying you. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, he just, I, 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 I really didn't want to run into him again. I was so nervous I'd run into him again. And then uh, I did three months later, and of course I forgot his name, which was so bad because we had been dating during those three months. So I really, <laughs> who's got no empathy now? <laughs> Whatever your name is. <laughs> uh, I think that, I think that, uh, I think you guys, uh, I said I was short. You guys saw it from the beginning. You know, that's no secret. I'm not keeping it hidden. Uh, I think that short people deserve a little more respect. <laughs> you know, we're trying our best out here. Uh, and I, I know, I know, like, you guys don't think you don't like short people. I, I know that. I know that. But I've got proof. Uh, on the news, I saw a story that this parishioner <laughs> had passed away. And the news had the audacity to say he was small in stature but mighty in energy for the Lord. Hi, why the hell did you bring up his height? <laughs> He's, what, what does that have to do <laughs> You know, like, wha why? He's dead. Why is the last thing you're saying about him that he couldn't reach urinals, you know? 
I don't understand that one bit. You know, like, that's, uh, I'm so scared that I'm going to die, and my friends are going to be like, we could never find him in a crowd, but we could always find him in our hearts, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> such a, like, it's just, they're, they're just, they're just opposites, you know? Like, that's, it's, y they're, y oh, you know, he's, he's small, but he's got a big personality. That's, that's nothing to do with each other, you know? It's like, code blue, code blue, she's curvy, but she's flatlining, you know? nothing to do uh, I, I I live I live at home uh, I live at home I live at home with my parents <laughs> thank you very much thank wow <laughs> okay you guys are much more supportive than my parents uh, <laughs> my my garage is full of uh, things that I once owned that is now theirs uh, it's I never thought, you know, filling out the 2010 census form that I would be on my parents' 2020 <laughs> census form. It's too bad. The living at home is, is a, it's a big game of um, hide your orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently everyone's playing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, morning of my mom's birthday, I, I, uh, I thought I had heard something. Uh, it was it was just a few grunts, but then the TV turned off, and my mom said, "Well, I guess we can go on with our day." <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, which is it's nice to know at least you know that my parents' sex life is uh, just as bad as mine. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Johnny Stein, everyone. Yes. Yes. So clean, so funny, so beautiful. Your next comedian. Lauren, you want to come on up? Yeah. She's one of my favorite people in San Francisco. I'm so glad that she's out and about again after the COVID times. You are. She's so funny. Uh, I've, I've loved her for many years. She's She's been in this longer than I have. You guys are going to love the comedy of your next comedian. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you. Yay. Oh, sorry. It, it bites back. Hello. Um, can you see me? I should come out here. I'd like to begin uh, by expressing my sincere appreciation to the Roman Empire for inventing French toast with maple syrup. Yeah, they were the first to take their bread and dip it in some beaten egg with cinnamon and then fry that mother <laughs> in butter. Forget about inventing aqueducts or the Roman calendar, French toast. Why is it called French toast, I hear you ask? Because Roman toast was already taken, that's why. We don't have this now. It fell out of public favor around 72 BC. But Roman toast, oh, Roman toast was bread dipped in cat saliva <laughs> with a pinch of nutmeg and then fried to perfection in a vat of jealousy and ambition. <laughs> also served with maple syrup. Shortly thereafter, the Romans invented brunch and the rude waiter. 
Okay, Marcus and Tony's, you got 10 minutes to eat and get out. What do you want to order? Yes, that's right. Ancient Rome sounded just like Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> you got a problem with that? I think we find stuff in the most unlikely places, don't you? Like loose change under the seats on the school bus. Ooh, 47 cents. Like rainbows and clouds. Or compassion from an NRA lobbyist. <laughs> the other day I found courage at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Wasn't even looking for it. <laughs> there it was. I was looking for oblivion. <laughs> Couldn't find any of that. But courage, bravado, false hopes, and fake confidence, that shit is just a wash in whiskey. I also discovered mediocrity at the post office. You think you'd have to go to the DMV for that? Nope. And today, right behind the frosted flakes was some leftover enthusiasm. It must have been there a while because it was looking a little worn out. It was going like this. There, okay. That's a Tony the Tiger joke. You don't see those too often. <laughs> what is it about being tucked in? You know how babies are swaddled and little kids get tucked in for the night? Well, I'm a grown-ass woman in her fucking 60s, and I tucked myself into bed last night. That, oh shit, I did. Sorry, I thought I had ironed those out. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm just rocking the sophisticated senior shit, that's why. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was like being back in my mother's womb, all safe and warm, a tad claustrophobic and no Wi-Fi, but rent-free and all the amenities of a fine Motel 6. Hey, Ma, turn up the volume. I'm digging this cold train. Everyone should have little tucked-in breaks scattered throughout the day, don't you think? And time permitting, we can nap afterwards. Time for my two o'clock tuck. See you bitches in an hour. I like it. I'm going to take it to HR. If only I had a job. <laughs> Faces are amazing. People say, she has a kind face. He's distinguished looking. She looks just like her cat. But what if we could see each other's hearts? Not the actual whole bloody thing, no, that's gross. But the spirit and soul of each person. Because there's no deception there. You can't hide an evil soul. Why, Margaret, you're absolutely glowing this afternoon. I can see right through to your shallow, vindictive nature. <laughs> to which Margaret replies, yes, Lauren, and I can see your fragile hold on reality is beginning to lose its grip. People would know the real you immediately. Can you imagine such honesty in the world? You are saying, yes, you absolutely would go out with me, but that heart of yours is twisting itself into a knot. I don't know. I tell you, we wouldn't be in the problem we're having now if we could have seen candidate Trump's spirit and soul. That's not a heart, that's a dried up prune. Well, I'm not voting for him. See how easy it would have been?
You ever get high and thrown out on your mother's name? <laughs> Evelyn. Evelyn. Who are you? And why did you procreate? You evil sorcerer, you. <laughs> Trying to take over the world with your neurotic, Jewish, anorexic, clinically depressed, slightly suicidal excuse for a daughter? How is that supposed to help? Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> you ever get high and think, is it angel food cake or angel food cake? <laughs> and why not just angel cake? We don't say pumpkin food pie, do we? You ever get high and say, this shit is funny. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> you have, right? <laughs> and then you find it later and wonder when the cat learned to draw. <laughs> yeah, I like to write when I'm stoned. I go to different places. One of them, self-confidence land, is so rare and unexpected I hyperventilate whenever I'm there. I actually feel good about myself right now. <laughs> oh, God, I can't breathe. <laughs> and it appears that I'm headed to Witty and Cleverville, though sometimes the signs point in that direction. But when I get there, I find a black hole with a note saying, Are you kidding me? I, I cut the out of that one. One minute? Okay. <laughs> what do I end with? Uh... Okay, I'll leave you with this. Have you ever asked yourselves, why am I even here? What am I doing on this earth? I like to think I'm making a difference. Nobody wants to just take up space. No, we want our lives to be meaningful. We want to contribute something. We want people to say, there goes Lauren Kraut. If it wasn't for her, I'd be home watching Law & Order eating pudding with my fingers. Thanks very much, and thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Lauren Kraut, everyone! Yes! Yes! How much do we love Lauren Kraut? Yes! She's actually uh, one of the feature comedians next Wednesday on the Asiento show. You can see Asiento. We like we can point to them like as the crow flies right over there, and she is on next Wednesday's show along with Tony Sparks. So that's very exciting, and I'm super excited for that. Yay! Excited, excited, excited things! Yay! Sierra, you up or Brady, you up? Which uh, Sierra gave me the thumbs up, so she's gonna do it because she's gonna tape her set. Oh yeah! That means. Clap even more wildly than you do and express yourselves in such a slappy, clappy-like way. Because your next comedian, what a joy and wonderment she is. I've known her for, like, ever. Put your hands together for Sierra Hager. Yay! Hey, guys. How are we living? So how are we living? What is happening? It's the end of the world. Oh my god, I'm so depressed. Is anyone so depressed? So depressed. Um, 
my husband of seven years moved out like three weeks ago. Uh, and that was like just a couple weeks after my grandma, who she like raised me, um, she died in my arms. Uh, and that's not a joke, that's just the year I've had. Um, and then I was driving down Valencia Street in my car, um, and I saw this like restaurant, and the restaurant had a sign. And the sign said, Salad Lounge. And I just feel like, like, especially right now, like, all we have is each other and just, like, the connect, like, these, like, human moments, right? Um, and the human spirit is so pure and beautiful and fragile. Uh, and I just, like, uh, whatever, I guess I'll tell jokes in a second, but I just wanted to say to you guys, like, there's no such thing as a salad <laughs> I don't sleep. I just don't. Like, I just don't. Like, I don't sleep. I do wake up every single morning at 5 in the morning. Uh, and so now there's just, like, there's that, like, cycle of, like, I just, I haven't, I really, I really haven't slept in, like, maybe a week. Um, and so I'm, like, really stressed out every time I have to go to bed. And, like, melatonin and, like, sleepy time tea. And I take the shower and I light the candles and I'm Enya and just, like, everything. Um and then I like finally lay down. I'm like, okay, I'm calm. I'm just gonna just drift and off to sleep. And then it's just me uh, and my inner monologue. And my inner monologue is Fran Drescher. <laughs> and she's Hello, gorgeous. Good evening. Hello, it's me, inner monologue. Hello. We're gonna begin this evening with some relaxation techniques. It's very important that you sleep. <laughs> so we're gonna breathe, we're gonna breathe in for one, two, three, four, and Kegel, ha! <laughs> and release, release, two, three, four. You have failed to fall asleep. You are now approaching the brink of your emotional precipice. <laughs> you will die alone. <laughs> I was in Cincinnati and I drove past this store uh, and the store had a sign. The sign said two things, two words. It said, pet people. It's like, you should not do that. <laughs> no, I realized immediately, it's not a verb. It's not, you know, pet, it's not two pet people, right? Uh, no, it's a noun, it's pet people. And I thought, finally, a job for me. <laughs> I'm hairy, I'm needy. <laughs> if, a, if a young middle-class person wants to clean up my shit, I'm going to sing you guys some songs. Uh, this first song is just about me and my life. Uh, it goes, uh, Teenage Mutant, Barbra Streisand. 
This is another song about my life. It's like semi-autobiographical. It's like, I got sunburned on a cloudy day. <laughs> white girl, white girl. Uh, this is a song about my apartment that I wrote. It goes, upstairs neighbors vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time. Yes. L L. Double, double. 